Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast is an edited recording from our Sunday morning service held on May 21st, 2023. For news and information, and to find out how to join us, please visit www.stjamesleith.org.uk. at home. Um, I appear to be leading. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm also doing the prayers, so you're going to have far too much of me today. Um, but And we're going to have Ian uh, reflecting. So welcome, everybody. Uh, my name's Richard. Uh, if you haven't been here before, a very warm welcome. If you have been here before, an equally warm welcome, and lovely to see you. Uh, it's quiet today, I think. Holidays, possibly. Families on holidays? I don't know. Um, anyway, here we are. Lots of people away. So we're going to uh, light a candle and bang a bowl to uh, get us in the mood. Here we go. So our opening prayer, do join in with the um, lines in heavy type. With nature in its power and beauty, with rain and wind and sunshine, with the ancient rocks and the budding flower, we gather gather in praise praise to God. With believers and seekers the whole world wide, with people in every land and speakers of every language, we gather gather in praise praise to God. With the angels and saints in heaven, and with all who have worshipped in this place, we, we gather, gather in praise of God. With Jesus, who promised his presence, and the Spirit who showers her blessings, we, we gather, gather in praise, praise of God. Here let heaven and earth embrace. Here may God's, God's people find home. Amen. And we're now going to leap to our feet, if we can, for the first song. This brief bright spark that we call life
For the right roads we have avoided traveling and the kindly words we refuse to share. For the false gods who received our worship and the true selves we have starved of love. God, God by, by your, your grace, grace forgive, forgive us. us. For all we should be and all we can amend. God, God in your love, renew, renew us. For all you have in store for us and all you may ask of us. God, God in your in love, love prepare, us. prepare us. For the life of the world and the love of its people. God, God in your, your love, love commit, commit us. us. Hear and believe these words of Jesus. Your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. Come and follow me. chapter 1 verses 1 to 11. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them, many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? And he replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing looking up towards heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks, Thanks be to God. We stand for the Gospel acclamation.
by the miracle of technology, Paul in Dumfries is going to read the gospel. The gospel according to Luke, chapter 24, verse 44. After Jesus appeared to his disciples, he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father has promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the gospel, good news for all. Praise to you, Christ. Loving God, we thank you for the opportunity to meet together today and at home. And we ask that you would affirm our trust that we have a, a homeward journey into your arms so that we may live our lives here on earth fully and for the furtherance of your kingdom, queendom on earth. Amen. Well, welcome. Uh, as Richard said, the faithful remnant here today seem to be a lot of people away uh, on holiday. Um, and I've clearly failed miserably on my proofreading of the service. Um, missed the fact that there are two gospel readings uh, this morning, so forgive me for that. Um, I wanted today, really, uh, to look at the Feast of Ascension. In, in my tradition, you follow all these different feasts. And sometimes when you miss a feast, it, it really sort of affects the whole rhythm um, of the year. And the Feast of Ascension uh, was Thursday, but we, we allowed in the calendar to move it uh, to the following Sunday. And it is one of the four great Christian festivals, along with Christmas and Easter and Pentecost. But I think uh, in the Western Church, it's really become the poor relation of the other three, and it's often um, missed, and many of us are unclear of why it matters. So today I just want to look at the importance of um, the ascension, so it might be a little bit more theological that, uh, than usual, because I think it is an important feast that sort of brings together um, a lot of the other great feasts that we have in the Christian calendar. So today we commemorate Jesus' ascension into heaven, an event believed by many to have occurred 40 days after Jesus' uh, resurrection. 
So what do we mean when we say that Jesus ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand uh, of the Father? And the Catechism in the Book of Common Prayer states, we mean that Jesus took our human nature into heaven where he now reigns with the Father and intercedes for us. So from that simple statement, ascension is closely linked to Christmas and the birth of Jesus. So at Christmas, God is reaching out to us in the most intimate, vulnerable and committed way by becoming flesh. So the divine is uniting itself with and incarnating itself into human form. So in Jesus, God is completely invested in relationship with us. Absolutely nothing is held back. I like to use the analogy of the trenches in the First World War of a, uh, the general, might be a, a general very concerned for his men uh, and uh, who are at the front and their way back um, uh, behind uh, uh, in, in a safe distance. Whereas in God, God actually comes into the trenches with us and experiences all the things that the people in the trenches um, uh, in the First World War, it was men, but obviously um, uh, men and women experiences what we uh, experience. Uh, so it really is the deepest um, way of, sh uh, of God showing love for us, of Christ becoming fully human, uh, representing and embodying every single one of us, every person that ever lived and ever will be. So when Jesus at the Ascension reaches out to heaven and is then embraced by the Trinity, we are too. He's a representative of us. So Christmas is God in Christ reaching out to us or down to us. Ascension is us in Christ reaching up and out to God. So at Christmas, God comes into the heart of humanity and at Ascension, we are brought into the heart uh, of God. I think I've got my notes in uh, all the wrong order. <laughs> so we are actually brought into the very heart of God. So with Christmas and Ascension, the essence of the divine is joined with the essence of humanity. So in a sense, ascension is a return journey and essential conclusion to the Christmas story because God being with us isn't so good if God sinks into our human predicament but never gets out of it or gets us out of it. Similarly, Jesus' death isn't so great without the resurrection. So the two are intimately uh, intertwined. In other words, the ascension is, is the bookend of uh, Christmas, holding the two together. And this aligns with the Eastern Orthodox belief that the ascension is the culmination of the mystery of the incarnation. It is precisely because Jesus' body is no longer confined to earth that his body can be mystically located in us as a church, as the body of Christ. The Ascension teaches us that the Incarnation continues in each one of us as members of Christ's body, 
who have been filled with the Holy Spirit. We are being given the chance to be Christ's body here on earth and to bring the love of God to all people wherever we go in every moment of every day. So this is radical stuff which Paul writes about continually throughout his letters, that we are temples of the divine, and it's an incredible foundation for our human dignity. If we really believe this, that we are temples of the divine, it's this incredible foundation for both our human dignity and the human flourishing that, that we were talking about in the healing course over Lent. And Richard Raw suggests that this is one of the reasons why Paul's teaching spread in a world where there was temple prostitution, oppression of the poor and the marginalized, and women being the property of men, and many other things. And into this corrupt and unequal society, Paul absolutely levels the playing field and says, you are all sons and daughters of God. There's no distinction between male and female, Greek or Jew, slave or free. You are all one in Christ Jesus. So a completely new world is being imagined. And this is why I believe that in our first passage, Paul's passage, the two angels in white robes in our acts ask the disciples after they've witnessed the ascension into heaven, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? And then commends them to go uh, back to Jerusalem. And it would seem the natural thing, if you saw someone ascended into heaven, that you'd look upwards uh, and see But these two angels are saying, don't look upwards. Instead, get back to Jerusalem. So that sentence suggests that the disciples are not only standing in the wrong place, they need to move and get back to Jerusalem, but they're also looking in the wrong direction. They're looking towards heaven, uh, and that's not where they should be looking. In fact, if you visit the Holy Land today, you can go to a place where it's believed that Jesus ascended on the Mount of Olives, and a shrine's been built around the imprint of a foot, held to be, the foot, uh, held to be Jesus' right foot. I thought, I don't know if he was standing on it. That's the last, <laughs> last place that he was here on earth. Um, it's a bit like a Monty Python, uh, a potential Monty Python sketch, actually. Uh, And this spot has actually been fought over by Christian and Muslim groups for years, over centuries and centuries. And a chapel's been built uh, surrounding the footprint, and that keeps getting destroyed and erected depending on uh, which group wants to take control of it. And today it's called the Chapel of the Ascension, and it's a spot where both uh, Christian and Muslim pilgrims travel to see and revere this holy place. Now, I, again, I don't want to denigrate any holy place, but I'm, sh- I'm not sure that God wants us to spend so much time uh, focusing on a footprint, looking heavenwards, let alone fighting about who should control it. And as I said, it sounds a bit like, a, you know, you can imagine a Monty Python sketch um, over this. So it begs the question, if we're not to be looking heavenwards, where should we be looking? And it seems that God would rather us be looking on earth. So 
if you imagine the Mount of Olives, you know, we're all looking up to heaven in this holy place. And just behind, not a few miles away, you have Israelis and Palestinians and, and the way that many of the Palestinians are being treated. I'm sure God would rather that we are asserting here on earth that we are all sons and daughters of God, that there is no distinction between Palestinian and Jew, rather than be looking heavenwards um, towards heaven. For Christ can be found alive and well in humankind on earth, especially, we are told, throughout the Bible, in the downtrodden and oppressed. We are not called to look heavenwards for signs of the kingdom's arrival, but to step into our world, our situation, our work, our relationships, and bring forth the kingdom, queendom of God in the here and now, with all that we are, all that we have, all that we say, and all that we do. And to achieve this, the ascension means Jesus is no longer confined to one place at one time, but is present everywhere, both in heaven interceding for us and in his followers in us throughout the world. And Jesus himself said it was necessary for him to ascend so the Holy Spirit could descend. The event being a forerunner of Pentecost, which is our big festival next week, so that the disciples and us, that we can be carriers of Christ's love and healing in the world. So this is our faith in a few sentences. At Christmas, the whole of God reaches out into unbreakable and eternal relationship with us, whatever the cost to God, which was ultimately dying on the cross. And at Ascension, the whole of humanity and all of creation reaches out into the unbreakable and eternal relationship with God, whatever our reluctance. And because of the Ascension, Christ has been released in us and throughout our world through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I repeat the, that lovely quote from Aaron Duthie Roy that we've used a few times and we've even writ written a song about, which says, another world is not only possible, she is on her way. On a quiet day, if we listen carefully, we can hear her breathing. So we need to be aware in a world which is full of um, trouble, and all sorts of things that really can make us downhearted, that actually God is at work, the kingdom and queendom of God is at work in our world, and that if we listen carefully, we might hear her breathing. So let us ask God to help us ascend to our heritage of being daughters and sons of God, both individually and as a community, and to fulfill our calling as being part of the body of Christ here in Leith and beyond. As Paul says, we have the potential to do immeasurably more than we could imagine in the power of the Spirit. So let us not stand looking heavenwards, but let us move out towards our neighbours and look for Christ in them and let them see Christ in us.
Amen. Shall we take a few moments of quiet to um, pray? Rather than looking up to heaven, I thought it might be nice to, um, to send our thoughts sideways and within and to give thanks for the place where we are and the people we're here with. So uh, when I say we give thanks that wherever two or three are gathered, if you could respond with, Christ is there in the midst. We give thanks that wherever two or three are gathered, Christ is there in the midst. As the disciples were told not to look up to heaven, they must have noticed that there were two angels standing there. So we give thanks for the angels, the ones who've guarded and guided each one of us, so humble, not interfering, ready to help in time of need. And we give thanks for the fellowship of St. James, for this church building which is so flexible, which we are getting back, and for this wacky assemblage of gloriously flawed and fabulous people who come to this place. We give thanks that wherever two or three are gathered, Christ is there in the midst. We give thanks for the children who come to this church, and for Joe and Ralph, and for the parents who help out. We give thanks for Lash, for the wonderful helpers and residents who give so much and add so much. We give thanks for our amazing rector and for Fiona and for, his, for their family. We give thanks that wherever two or three are gathered, Christ is there in the midst. We give thanks for the music group and for the tech team and for Richard Adams who does so much to keep the communication going. We give thanks for those who make the coffee and look after the building, make sure the heating's turned on. We give thanks for the gardeners, for the cleaners, for those who work quietly behind the scenes, for Hugh and Neil. Cam. We give thanks for the vestry and the treasurer. We give thanks that wherever two or three are gathered, Christ is there in the midst. We give thanks for Frank and the folk behind Solus, the Solus Festival, for the people who run the well. We give thanks for the heretics group and all the other groups, the inclusion group. Thanks for Kate and those working on the Leith Festival this year. We give thanks for Carol and the other artists and painters who decorate the church. We give thanks for Pal, 
who keeps us connected with the place where we've been placed. We give thanks for Leith. And that Christ is here. We give thanks that wherever two or three are gathered, Christ is there in the midst. We give thanks for our families, our own families, whether they come here or not. Give thanks for all they are to us, wherever they are. And we give thanks for the people sitting next to us, in front of us, behind us today. People who are new to this place, people who've been coming here for years, people who used to come here. Jesus is all around us. Jesus is born within us. We give thanks that wherever two or three are gathered, Christ is there in the midst. Amen. Let's uh, give each other a blessing uh, all together. May Christ, who walks with wounded feet, walk with us on the road so that we may walk alongside him. May Christ, who serves with wounded hands, inspire us to stretch out our hands to serve. May Christ, who loves with a wounded heart, open our hearts to love. And the blessing of God the Creator 
Christ, our risen Saviour, and the spirit of life and love be with you all, now and forever. Amen. Let the people sing. Amen.